It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to A to Z Sports. I am Zach Bingham. He is our Titans reporter, Sam Phelan, and this is A to Z Sports. In the mornings, bright and early on a Tuesday, we got a lot in store, but we have to thank our title sponsor, which is BetMGM. We love BetMGM. You look at the bottom of the screen that is always there. Use that bonus code ATOZ Sports. You can sign up. Preseason is on the horizon. The Hall of Fame game is right around the corner and regular season. So you got tons to bet on, whether it's pro or college, but download the BetMGM app today. Also, I have to thank our presenting sponsors. We love our presenting sponsors that include Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee, fbhp.com slash A to Z. Get your new plan today, better service, better coverage, and better rates. They have all three. Krebs Kubota, your ultimate Kubota dealer right here in Middle Tennessee. They've got three different locations, great sales, great service. That's Krebs with a K, KrebsKubota.com. The Aura app, if spam callers have been getting to you, a lot less spam callers have been getting to Sam and I because we use Aura. You get a two-week free trial with Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. And the Bone and Joint Institute, don't fumble on your recovery. If you've got some bumps and bruises or you've got a shoulder injury, a hip, a knee that's been hurting you, go to a specialist at the Bone and Joint Institute, state-of-the-art facility down there in Franklin, Tennessee, and Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Your perfect make and model is right around the corner. A quick trip down I-40, exit 236. That's wilsoncountyhyundai.com. All right, Sam, I'm going to let you kind of lead this thing off because you're going to be the center of our A to Z Sports Titans training camp coverage each and every day. So here's, as you know, this is going into year two for you. You need some sunscreen. You need a hat. I know you don't usually wear sunglasses, but if you want to go get some sunglasses, I would say go do that. Get some shorts. Get some nice tennis shoes because you're going to be standing up quite a bit. And get ready to rock and roll because training camp is officially here, really starting today with uh, a couple of different press. Oh, I just got you back. I lost you there for a second there. Uh, but yeah, training camp is here. Uh, I'm, I, I cannot believe that this is where we're at in our lives again, that football coverage is right around the corner. Uh, Zach, two weeks from now, a little bit more than two weeks from now, we're going to have Titans preseason games going on. Uh, and I'm excited to really dive head first into this. We've got some press conferences coming up and then some practices and we are all the way underway. So you see, this is the training camp schedule for the Titans uh, over the next two days. Later today, 1130 a.m., I will be at St. Thomas Sports Park talking with Titans head coach Mike Vrabel. Uh, and we will have uh, in kind of just a, a press conference with him to discuss the DeAndre Hopkins move, no doubt, and preview the training camp that is to come. And then the man of the hour, DeAndre Hopkins, who you see rocking number 10 and his Titans two-tone blue on your screen, is at noon. We will hear from DeAndre Hopkins as media. Tomorrow morning, it's general manager Rand Carthon, it's assistant general managers Anthony Robinson and Chad Brinker. Uh, yes, Major Keys says Robinson availability. The NFL does require for that uh, you know, third executive to be made available to the media. So we will talk to Anthony Robinson. And then it's our first Titans training camp practice. We have, uh, you know, we're going to see Will Levis. We're going to see Malik Willis. We're going to see DeAndre Hopkins and Kevin Byard and Derrick Henry all putting on the practice uniforms and getting things underway. So it's going to be a loaded week, a loaded week of content, video coverage, articles, player interviews. These shows are about to take another step up. Uh, it's going to be absolutely crazy. So lock it into A to Z sports, and we've got a lot to talk about here. Yeah, well, and I think, you know, the feature of this is, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, starting out and kind of, you know, setting the tone of 
what his decision was, why he made the decision, the relationship with Vrabel, and we'll find out more of that as as we we listen to him today, Mike Vrabel. You know, some of these training camp press conferences are well, there's some coach speak in it, right? We're just trying to get better each and every day. I I think that one thing that we've got to look for, and I don't think this is one of the biggest questions, is we uh, will ask that to the chat, but. How much participation will DeAndre Hopkins have in this particular training camp? How much participation will Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill and Jeffrey Simmons have in this particular camp? You got to believe, like, I could argue both ways. I Look, Jeffrey Simmons and Derrick Henry, I think, need less of training camp. But I, I could argue that Ryan Tannehill needs to get on the same page with his young wide receivers and take that next step with Chigakonkwo on top of developing a relationship with DeAndre Hopkins. But DeAndre Hopkins is 30-something. And when you get to be 30-something, I feel like Mike Vrabel starts to treat you a little different. And the things that you're required to do is not always the same that you know others are required to do. So I think there's a lot to to kind of maneuver through today and then really in the next week. Usually these veteran players, you got to watch out for a couple of things. Veteran players getting off to a too quick of a start and getting injured, pulling a hamstring or, or doing something, right? Because they're not used to this type of training. So it's easing them into it. That is a part of the practice model that Vrabel is responsible for. And then how do they continue on throughout the course of camp leading up to preseason games and later on leading up into the regular season. So uh, we're going to find out, but we're going to, they're going to set the tone today at this press conference. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins practice workload is going to be really interesting thing to monitor through training camp, as you said, and really throughout the season, because that was one of the things we heard about him in Arizona is that he limits his practice workload in order to, you know, uh, maintain his, body his health not get too uh worn down and I, I think if you're Mike Vrabel you have to feel comfortable with that like that I think the Titans are pretty comfortable with where he was at uh if they signed him right and they brought him in here but it is interesting when you think about Ryan Tannehill wanting to get on the same page as his weapons and I, I remember watching him last training camp staying out extra every day they worked with Austin Hooper and meanwhile, Robert Woods was a guy that couldn't get that extra work because he's coming off the ACL surgery and was really needing to pace himself throughout camp. And uh, we kind of saw how that played out with his relationship with Tannehill and the way that he fit into the offense not really working. Uh, but so, yeah, Vrabel's going to have some tough decisions here uh, as we get camp underway and then really throughout the season in general of how much of these veterans – uh, exerting energy during practices throughout the season when you're wanting to make sure that they're best. And I know Titans fans everywhere, it, it, every day is going to be holding your breath, hoping that there's no major injuries. Like if those tweets start going out, so-and-so went down holding his knee during today's training camp, it's going to be a D. Oh, brother, here we go again. So hopefully we can make it through pretty clean uh, through this year's camp. Yeah, but I think, look, the exciting part is, is the, the Titans won the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes. They get to see their premier wide receiver today really in the, you know, I'm going to say in the flesh, but really in the flesh, right? Because he, he's been behind closed doors. And that's a huge move for this Titans offense. That is a key for them to actually compete. And I think in their mind, Sam, with Mike Vrabel as head coach, anything is possible. Ryan Tannehill has proven that he can play at a high level. Ryan Tannehill has proven that he can play at times at an elite level. The problem is, is that he hasn't been consistent in the playoffs enough. Derrick Henry, he is in the last year of his contract. He has a lot to prove because of all of the running back storylines that have been going on and as Saquon got restructured a little bit in a one-year deal this morning. And then this defense, Jeffrey Simmons leading this defense, Kevin Byard leading this defense, and then the corners on the other side, plus Harold Landry back. There's a lot of good pieces and positivity heading into this season and heading into this training camp particularly. 
I just can't wait to watch this offense line up. I think that'll be a little bit fun to see Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, uh, Traylon Burks and DeAndre Hopkins out wide and see, you know, Chiga Conquo there as the tight end. That'll be like a, oh, okay. I, you know, I see the vision. It'll be nice to see it in person for the first time, but it's going to be a crazy camp too, Zach. I mean, there's just so much to follow. There's so much to look for. I, I can't even like pay full attention all the time to Ryan Tannehill's connection with DeAndre Hopkins because I've got Harold Landry's return to monitor. I've got a backup quarterback battle that could be, you know, very, very important in the future. I've got, you know, Kevin Byard and Derrick Henry and Jeffrey Simmons and all of the newcomer free agents. There's so much happening for the Titans this year, which makes it very chaotic, but makes it a really, really fun team to cover. There is so much up in the air. Uh, the Titans maybe are one of the more unknown quantities in the National Football League right now, which I think is exciting for fans at this point. Yeah, so we're about to get the fans involved, uh, our chat involved. A quick recap, variables availability. This is today at 11.30, plus DeAndre Hopkins at noon. Tomorrow, 8.50 a.m., bright and early. You've got GM Rand Carthon the assistants, and then you've got, you know, some some practice finally at 9.30 to 11 tomorrow to kind of kick camp off, and we'll finally see a lot of players in two-tone blue suited up uh, in at least their practice jerseys getting ready to roll. So here is a question that we are posing to the chat. What is the biggest question you hope that the Titans will answer during training camp? What is the biggest question you hope the Titans will answer during during training camp? I'll pin that right up there on YouTube and also on Facebook. You guys can answer in the chat. I'm sure we're going to have a ton of different answers. And we'll get to mine as well as Sam's. But first, going to tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee. FBHP.com is where to go to get your new health plan. I got my new health plan last year. Health, dental, and vision. Farmer Health Plans of Tennessee has 200-plus locations across the state. If you leave, live in the state of Tennessee, you should check out Farm Bureau Health Plans. I did, whether it's you individually or you for your family. You got a wife and kids. They've got family plans that have better rates, better coverage, and better service. I got all of those when I signed up. So visit, get your quote today. You take a quick health assessment. takes you 20 minutes. You open those, you, you answer those questions openly and honestly. Once you do, you get a quote back, and then you make the decision. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code A-T-O-Z sports on the bottom of your screen. Throw that in on BetMGM.com and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. We've got Major League Baseball going on. We've got the Women's World Cup going on. And as I mentioned earlier, we've got some preseason football and NFL football here in the near future. So it's a good time to sign up with BetMGM. Make sure you do so with that bonus code. A-T-O-Z sports for up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. All right, let's get to the chat. The question that we posed is, what is the biggest question you hope the Titans will answer during training camp? This is not preseason, regular season. This is training camp. I mean, I guess you, you'd lump preseason into that. But let's go to the chat. Offensive line starting out with Mike Connolly. You've got the kicker. K-I-C-K-E-R, kicker from Stephen King. We'll touch on that here in a second. Burks waking up from Chris Frazier. Offensive line again for Mike. Uh, O-line is fixed from Roy. The kicker position from Grim Jim 69 The right tackle position, as Lewis brings up, NPF not being available because of his suspension that will hurt the Titans for the first six weeks of the season. Right tackle from Maven. Dillard, can he be a, a starting left uh, tackle? Right there for Branded. Offensive line, offensive line from Jody. You've got kicker from Richie, change in offensive philosophy. Offensive line from Andre. Five started on the offensive line. Right tackle, now that NPF is suspended. Man, Bork says the QB uh, depth chart. 
kicker again from Scary Harry. Offensive line from Nick Ewing. Kevin says offensive line. What about Harold Landry and can he play from Jason Martin coming or Martinez, excuse me, coming off of that ACL surgery? Offensive line from Jaron. So let's address this. And this is kind of the elephant in the room, Sam. The chat is clear and concise. Their biggest question is the offensive line. It surprises me, honestly. I mean, I, I get the concern because it was a it, it was the problem last year. Amongst a lot of problems, the offensive line was the problem that I do believe killed the Titans season. Uh, and, you know, this is what it was supposed to look like right here. Andre Dillard, Peter Stronsky, Aaron Brewer, Daniel Brunskill, Nicholas Petit-Frere. But you see the asterisks right there over NPF because of the suspension. So I think you do need to figure out a couple things on the offensive line. Uh, and the chat got all of them. Number one is who's going to replace NPF at right tackle? Who is your guy for six weeks, whether that's moving Daniel Brunskill over, whether that's going with one of your younger tackles like Jalen Duncan, whether that's, uh, you know, signing a free agent like George Fant and plugging and playing him over at right tackle. Who is that replacement? And then number two is just the big picture of, is this group improved? And specifically to me, I like the comment, can Andre Dillard be a starting left tackle? Because I do believe he's the X factor for this group. If Dillard is good, Skaronsky's going to stick at guard. Brunskill and Brewer, I believe in. Uh, and I think Skaronsky can be good really anywhere you play him. But if you lose Andre Dillard or he's not a starting caliber left tackle and Skaronsky has to move, now you're patching two holes at offensive line. Both of them are the tackles on the perimeter. And you start to have more issues that you had last season. It all gets very hairy. So I think you have to understand, is your left tackle a left tackle? And two, who's your new guy on the right side of the football? Well, I think it's fair that the chat said what they said because the Titans are saying the exact same thing after, you know, over the weekend. And you mentioned – George Fant or Chris Hubbard, but they worked out tackles. They're working out tackles. They know yeah. the NFL has told them and informed them that their right tackle will not be available because he is going to be suspended for breaking the rules, right? And so they've got to go out and figure it out. And it looks like their actions are telling us the same thing. Well, it's going to be an interesting dynamic too, just throughout training camp because NPF is going to be out there. Like he can practice throughout training camp. He can't practice once the regular season hits, but throughout camp, as you see the Titans working in a lot of their, you know, live reps and they send the first team offense out there and, you know, you start to get a feel for who the, the number ones are on the roster. Does NPF go out there with the ones like that's where he's supposed to be. But if he's not going to play there week one, is that a productive spot for him to be in? I'm interested in seeing how much the Titans, how much opportunity they give him during these practices, considering the fact that he'll be unavailable for the first month and a half of the season. Well, let's look back at what they did with Taylor Juan when he was suspended for PEDs for the first, first four weeks. He was not running with the ones. He was running with the twos and sometimes the threes in that sense because he wasn't going to be available. He wasn't yeah. going to take reps. And so I expect Mike Vrabel to do the same. The problem is, is that they didn't sign Fant or Hubbard over the weekend. They let them go. They were still in negotiations. Now, how much that was, they really liked him and they, they wanted him to be on the team but they were too expensive. I, I had a feeling like that's what it was, especially with Fant. Fant, George Fant, I think, is a seasoned veteran that wants a certain amount of money, and the Titans only have a certain amount of money. But whoever they decide to go with, I think that NPF eventually is going to be running with the twos because that's where he's going to be for the majority of the first half of the season. I think that makes more sense. Uh, that'll be fascinating to see then, though, who is the number one. Like, is Jalen Duncan taking first-team reps, or do they have some other, you know, rotation in mind? I've been pretty vocal about advocating for Daniel Brunskill to be the fill-in right tackle, while uh, I think the Titans are better off filling the right guard position than they are right tackle. 
you can plug and play Jordan Ruse or Corey Levin or somebody like that inside. And Brunskill has some experience on the perimeter. So I would send Brunskill the right tackle. Do the Titans want to do that? Uh, maybe. Uh, I think that would be very interesting if a Fant is not signed by the time camp breaks and we really start getting into like these full 11 on 11 practices. Who's that right tackle for the Titans? Yeah. And who steps up, right? And this is, I think, goes to the question that the chat answered is that's the biggest question that the chat wants answered is what's going to happen? Because that's the start. I mean, over the last two years, the offensive line has been a struggle. It, it, it has, and it has affected Ryan Tannehill. It has affected this offense. And I think the Titans fans, and I would say the organization, probably tired of it, right? Tired of having that revolving wheel of, oh man, there's a second tier offensive lineman that's going to go in and protect against and really go and face the Khalil Max of the world. And like the, the you know, just the TJ Watts, the, the, the unbelievable pass rushers that you're probably just not going to be, you're not going to be able to block those guys. Yeah. I mean, you have to not have time some, after time, at least. No, you have to have some stability and consistency at the position. Eventually, like the offensive line is so, so, so essential. And the Titans have had this revolving door of who can step up next man up type of mentality. And I think it's a big reason why they drafted Peter Skaronsky and that they were so excited to get him is because whether he's at left guard or left tackle or wherever he ends up sticking long-term, you feel good about the idea that this guy is going to start on your offensive line for at least five years. Like he's going to play out this first contract as a starter for you. And that's stability the Titans desperately need. But Andre, you know, points it out and kind of elaborates what I think everybody's thinking, which is just that the O-line is completely unknown. Dillard may or may not be a starter. Uh, Skaronsky is a rookie, so there's always questions about whether they match their, you know, draft grade and their value. Aaron Brewer's going through a position change. He's at center for the first time in his career, so how he adjusts to that will be interesting. Uh, is Brunskill better or worse than Nate Davis? And who's the right tackle moving forward? So, uh, you know, well put concisely by Andre there for just how much unknown they've got up front, which is worrisome for what is such an essential position and part of a football team. Yeah, a couple of comments before we get to our answers or our questions that need to be answered, I should say, for this training camp. Philip brings in a super chat and says, improving offensive creativity needs to be answered us just saying anyone better than Downing is not good enough to fill up a need to see proof, especially in these joint practices. And Philip brings up the joint practices that, you know, Minnesota is an opportunity for a joint practice. Uh, and then New England is an opportunity for a, a joint practice. And then, look, I, I don't particularly think that Mr. Jones has a high percentage because he speaks in all caps, but I will bring this up. Because Derrick Henry helps the offensive line. We have to establish that. Oh, yeah. Derrick Henry helps the offensive line. And I think this new offensive line will help Derrick Henry. Their size, their makeup, I think their mentality, run blocking. I think these are more run blockers. Yeah. They're really athletic people that can, you know, get off the line and block to the second level. And Derrick Henry doesn't need much. That's been well established throughout his career that. Uh, all he needs is a tiny hole and a little bit of uh, room to get ahead of steam. And he's off to the races making a big play. So that's kind of the way the Titans shifted. And they were very intentional about that. And their player acquisition was how do we get an offensive line that is athletic, gets off the ball quickly, and can establish themselves as run blockers for Derek? John also brings up the, it's not Dennis Daly, but Dylan Radens is a triggering two words. And what does he represent within this equation that Andre kind of came up with? I, like, I, these are all really good questions. So I think where is, kudos Dylan, where is Dylan Radens is recovering from an ACL surgery is the answer to it. He tore his ACL in December. So he's uh, when's his, I mean, is, will his, will he be available at all? Not at the start of camp. Uh, you know, 
I would be surprised if we saw him return during training camp. I think he's more of a return to practice within the first month of the regular season kind of guy, but I don't season. Yeah. A mid season return. So that's where Dylan Radens is unavailable with a knee. Well, I'll give a little golf clap to the chat because Sam, you know, we do this show for, for Titans fans and to cover the team. Their answer was offensive line. I think that tells you a lot. They're not getting caught up in the DeAndre Hopkins flash. They're not saying, you know, well, you know, the Oilers jerseys again. They're not talking about Ryan Tannehill or even some of the defensive pieces. This is the offensive line, and it was overwhelming. So I think that tells you the knowledge of our chat for this football team. I'm going to get to mine. Okay, my biggest question, it is not the offensive line. It's a little different. But Sam, first tell everybody about how to get rid of all of the spam callers that kind of take advantage of somehow getting your number. I don't know how, but we've got a place that can can help you. Yeah, we've got Aura. Aura can help you with that. They can help you get rid of spam callers because anybody can find anything online, including your name, your phone number, all of your personal information, uh, and then that creates problems for you like robocallers and telemarketers because there are data brokers that get your information and sell them to those places. Well, Aura is here to help you because Aura will submit opt-out requests on your behalf to those data brokers, get that removed. For me, they found 30 data brokers with my information and had that removed. Then I don't get those calls anymore. I don't have no caller ID popping up on my uh, you know, phone or unknown caller or potential spam, you know, popping up as my phone starts ringing. No more of those. And it was with Aura that I got it done very quickly. I just signed up with the app. I filled out some information, my name, exactly what I'm looking for, hit submit, and Aura took care of the rest. They made sure that I was protected. And they're, uh, you know, they offer some other features, including a VPN, They can protect devices from malware. They've got parental internet controls, everything and anything to keep you safe online. That's Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. Go to that link to get a two-week free trial with the Aura app, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. BetMGM, download the app today. Use the bonus code A-T-O-Z Sports. They are the king of sports books. And the best part is you get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses for new users. New users should use that bonus code A-T-O-Z Sports. All right. The question that we posed that I think that the chat answered eloquently, which was, what's the biggest question you hope the Titans will answer during training camp, not the regular season, but training camp, They said the offensive line. I'm surprised when we only got a couple of these, the ones that I thought was going to be the most popular answer. It's like, what are you guys thinking? I mean, I I think that they're, they've got a good point. So I I don't understand what they're thinking, but it's the quarterback battle. (laughs) Who's going to get the second string job. Is it going to be Malik Willis? Is it going to be Will Levis? Is Will Levis their second-round pick that they tried to trade back into the first round? Is he going to rise to the top and win the job? Or is the experience of Malik Willis and the growth of Malik Willis going to stop Will Levis in his tracks and hold off the number or the the second-round pick? In which I don't think that the Titans want the Titans wouldn't drafted they wouldn't have drafted Will Levis if they believed in Malik Willis. That's the biggest question that I think needs to be answered because that's the quarterback of the future. I don't know, but I don't expect Ryan Tannehill to be the quarterback in 2024. If he makes it to an AFC Championship game or a Super Bowl, I may be biting my tongue. I've been wrong before. I didn't think they were going to get DeAndre Hopkins at the start. Think weird things happen, right? But Will Levis versus Malik Willis is the biggest Titans training camp story that we've had in quite some time. Yeah, because it's you touched on it. You hit it right on the head. It's not a backup quarterback battle. It's the future quarterback battle. Right? Because it Uh, it, says a lot what the coaching staff decides 
that is influenced by the players actually playing on the field and in practice. Yeah, and I mean, we saw some mini camp stuff, some OTA stuff where we were like, oh, Malik looks better. Will Levis struggled a little bit. But I mean, training camp is all hands on deck. Uh, a lot more live reps and, you know, simulated, you know, situations. We've got joint practices. You've got the full team. What do each of them look like with a guy like DeAndre Hopkins on the roster? I'm sure they'll both have some turns throwing the ball to him at times. Uh, and yeah, this is not Malik Willis versus Logan Woodside. Who gets the backup job? Who's on the practice squad? This is who is the man in waiting for 2024, assuming Ryan Tannehill is no longer your quarterback. It's really, really a fascinating story. I think Will Levis has an inherent advantage because he's the fresher face. He was the higher draft pick. He was given the most money. He was given a pretty fat contract that just came out, you know, a couple minutes ago from Aaron Wilson. So, you know, there's a bigger investment into Will Levis, but the Titans have to figure out who their next guy is. And the next month is going to be essential to doing that. I'm also curious to see, you know, how much whoever wins that battle you know, starts making a case to get some playing time. Now, nobody's going to beat Ryan Tannehill for the starting job. But one thing Austin and I have talked about at length this offseason is where do the Titans need to be in the regular season standings come the midway point of the season, let's say, before they say, okay, we need to see what Will Levis is made of right now. So, like, that's another interesting wrinkle in this, too, is if you if you excel – how much pressure does it put on the Titans coaching staff to give you an opportunity to get in there? It, it's all very fascinating. And the next five weeks are going to be essential preseason games too. Will Levis in a preseason game. That's exciting, crazy, big stuff. Well, and also Will Levis is competing weirdly against the other rookies in the class, right? You know, Bryce Young's going to get his opportunity with Carolina. He's going to play. Anthony Richardson, what is he going to be? C.J. Stroud within the division. So Will Levis, it's a unique thing, and and I disagree with Timothy. He says, oh, please no, Zach. This is not training camp's biggest story. Timothy, I think it is. It is because this is a much bigger conversation in training camp. In the regular season, you're going to try to figure out the evolution and maturation process of Traylon Burks. Can Kyle Phillips stay healthy? Can Chig make the next step to be closer to Delaney Walker? Is this offensive line gelling? What's D-hop? Is Derrick Henry still a 2,000-yard rusher? What's the defense do? I, I mean, those are all regular season things. In training camp, it is Levis versus Willis. And, Sam, you can't even think about playing a backup quarterback in the regular season unless you figure out what you have at backup. And that's what training camp is going to represent to me. And I think to this Titans football team, I think it's definitely the most training camp story. Like I, I think what you, the offensive line's interesting. I think you could argue that that's bigger right now. It just depends how you look at it because Levis versus Willis, I don't expect to be hugely impactful on the Titans 2023 season. But I think what happens this next five weeks might be the most important storyline for the Titans' future. Um, do they keep three quarterbacks? Do they keep two quarterbacks? If they keep two, what do they do with Malik slash Levis? Slash, like, I would assume it'd be because Malik Willis is the, the odd man out there. Uh, but what do you do with Malik Willis in that situation? So there's just so many different nuances to this battle that I would agree with you lean towards agreeing with you that this is the biggest training camp story there's a lot of questions I have about the Titans that I think you're right I cannot truly be answered until the regular season begins things like you know is the offensive line improved uh, does DeAndre Hopkins still have it is Traylon Burks taking the next step how much juice does Derrick Henry have left what does Tim Kelly's offense look like? These are all big questions that you have to actually see regular season games to find the answers for. I've got one other thing, and I want to answer, answer Richie's question real quick. He says, Zach, do you think Diop is better for the Titans than Aaron Rodgers? 
No, going back to your old. Uh... I think, I think you'd. Ra- I'd rather have you'd rather have Aaron Rodgers because then I don't think that Will Levis is drafted, right? So Will Levis isn't drafted, so you're going to probably draft a wide receiver because you have different team needs. That opens up a pick. Now you're playing the butterfly effect, Richie. So yeah. I, I get what you're saying, but I, I, to answer the question. I think that the Jets are going to be good this year. I, I don't think that you can deny that. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to fall off a cliff like Russell Wilson did last year. I may be wrong, but I I, I just I think that that's kind of like a – here's a question to you, Sam, is a hypothetical. Just You know, if the Titans knew they were going to get DeAndre Hopkins, would they have even drafted Will Levis? Yes. You still think that they – if they knew they were getting DeAndre Hopkins, would they have still drafted Will Levis? Yeah. I mean, I think I think there was a plan to acquire a player similar to DeAndre Hopkins in free agency to help the wide receiver room. Uh, but they did. Might- if, if DeAndre Hopkins picks New England, the Titans are in a much different oh, spot. Oh, you mean didn't get DeAndre Hopkins? Or did I know? I think the point is, is that I think that the Titans, it has worked out very well for the Titans from when Rand Carthon accepted the position to be the general manager to where they are now and how they've structured things, who they've let walk, who they've replaced. DeAndre Hopkins picked them. They got their quarterback and also got their offensive lineman. Now that's in their eyes, right? We'll find out what Willis really is, but I think that the Titans probably at some point during the regular or I'd say the off season thought that they were more of a rebuilding team, not a re like full, like ground up rebuild, but Hey, we're probably going to have to take a step back. And now I think that they think that they can compete for a Super Bowl. I don't, I think that's their opinion. I think that the Titans think that they have their pieces. If Ryan Tannehill plays like he did a couple of years ago in 2020, if Derrick Henry, because Derrick Henry has a lot to prove, Sam, he's in a contract year. And if he, if he falls off a map or gets hurt or get gets injured or only has 750 yards or something crazy, Derrick Henry's career is going to look a lot different on a different team. Yeah. Uh, I don't, so I just I don't, don't just... throw out a lot there, but. Well, I don't, I don't think I agree with you. Um, I think the Titans had this idea and ran had this vision when he was hired to try and have his cake and eat it too and get the best of both worlds and put together a competitive roster that also set the Titans up to be streamlined and younger and cheaper in 2024 and beyond. So I think going into the draft, their plan was always to set themselves up for 2024 if they're able to get a blue chip guy that they referred to like Peter Skaronsky, who they can plug and play now uh, and he can help them now. I think they were, you know, over the moon about that idea, but I think they were trying to strike this balance of competing while also setting themselves up for the future. Uh, And the reason they didn't draft a wide receiver, the reason that they didn't make a big splash in the early free agent market is because I think, uh, one, that's Rand Carthon's MO. He's not usually a big splash free agent guy. He does a good job of finding value late in the market. Um, but I think they had a plan in place of understanding that there was going to be some talent that could help them that would become available and be cheaper. I don't think they thought that was going to be DeAndre Hopkins, but they might have had a decent idea that he could get cut by their old buddy, Monty Fort. So... I think the Titans plan was their plan and I think they executed really executed it really well, but I don't think they pass on Will Levis or go in a different philosophical direction, knowing that Deandre Hopkins would wind up in Nashville. I think that was just the best case scenario for them to actually execute the plan they put into motion. And they ended up getting the best case scenario, which for Titans fans is huge. And for the franchise is huge over the next couple of years. Because if Will Levis works out or Malik Willis and DeAndre Hopkins is there, the home run. The growth of Chig and Burks, now you got a good core team and you didn't have to have a three win season to go to the top of the draft to get some of your pieces. So it's a bold move, Cotton. We'll see if it pays off for him. But 
that's where they stand. All right, let's figure out, Sam, where you stand. I've said my piece. I think that the biggest question that needs to be answered this training camp is Malik Willis versus Will Levis. We're going to get to Sam's biggest question, but first, I'm going to tell everybody about the ultimate Krebs Kubota dealership, and that's in three different spots. Middle Tennessee's preferred equipment provider is Krebs Kubota. Krebs Kubota, the elite Kubota dealer in Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. You can visit Krebs with a K. That's K-R-E-B-S, KrebsKubota.com. They do sales, service, supply parts. The best equipment in the industry is right there in Middle Tennessee at in their locations of Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. They've been serving the community for over 18 years, and they believe in customer satisfaction. That's KrebsKubota.com. That's Krebs with a K. You see it at the bottom of the screen. Hey, you want that easy turn? I'm telling you, boom, the grass is getting high. You need to go to Krebs Kubota, one of their three uh, locations at KrebsKubota.com. Today's show powered by BetMGM. It's the king of sports books. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up on the BetMGM app, and you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You place that first wager, even if you lose, no worries. Money back in your account up to $1,000. Another chance to win big with the king of sports books. Use that bonus code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app. All right, Sam. What is your biggest question that needs to be answered this training camp? Well, I must admit, the chat did beat me to the punch a little bit. Uh, I was very excited to discuss the offensive line and where I felt like uh, the Titans had some questions, particularly on the outside of the line. But I will pivot to my second question that I've had stewing back here, which revolves around Titans offensive coordinator Tim Kelly, uh, but more specifically, the organizational philosophy on offense. I'm very interested in seeing now that you've added DeAndre Hopkins, now that you've added Tajay Spears, a pass catching running back that you can use as a bit of a gadget, now that you have a year of development and hopefully breakout from Traylon Burks, I want to know, are the Titans committed to running a pass-first modern offense in 2023, or is Mike Vrabel still just that stubborn? Uh, and, you know, these are things we might see hints of during camp, during the preseason games, during the joint practices. Derrick Henry, you know, is known for not really being out there during a lot of joint practices, so that could factor into what we see as well. But I want to know where this organization's philosophy is moving forward and what they're going to prioritize in the future. Uh, are they still going to give Derrick the ball 25 to 30 times a game, or are they – willing to do what I believe and you believe is necessary to be a real Super Bowl contender in the National Football League. We've said, and this is one of your favorite sayings, Zach, when there's two minutes to go and you have no timeouts and you need to go score, who do you, who's on the field and who do you turn to? I think the Titans now have the weapons and the names to turn to in that situation. The question is, are they willing to do it? Look, I, I I think we've got one more topic to touch on before we get to trivia, but I think you've brought up something that doesn't get talked about enough because Tim Kelly has got to change the offense. You know, and I, I think Philip earlier in the show is like, we can't be saying, you know, Downing, it's Downing's fault anymore, right? Because Todd Downing's not with the team. Tim Kelly, I think, has a lot of benefits. The benefits is he sold Mike Vrabel that he was the man for the job. He has been around Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. He's seen what has worked at times. And DeAndre Hopkins. Well, I, and I'm getting to that. He's honestly seen last year what did not work. Mm -hmm. And there's power in that. When The older you get, when you start looking for a wife, you start figuring out what you don't want in somebody instead of what you want, right? It's the same thing in, in football sometimes is what do you want to be versus what you not want to be. DeAndre Hopkins, he has the familiarity with that, and he's got to groom some young wide receivers and put them in positions 
in which DeAndre Hopkins helps Traylon Burks, Chiga Conquo, Kyle Phillips, Racy McMath. I mean, they help those guys. NWI. Look, we're going to get into like who's going to make the team and stuff later on in training camp. But Tim Kelly's offense is a huge factor. And Sam, I do think you're right in the sense of you're going to find out what it looks like in the next four weeks. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have to wait to really see what this offense is designed for, what they're all about and what they're trying to do. And, uh, you know, I think you bring up a good point as well, talking about you can't blame Todd Downing. Well, I don't know if you can even blame Tim Kelly if it doesn't work under Tim Kelly, because you go from Todd Downing to hiring the guy that you had basically waiting in the wings on your offensive staff last year. Uh, He comes in and says, this offense wasn't predictable last season when everybody knows that it was. He says, not everything is broken when it damn sure looked like it. Uh, And so now he comes in here, takes over the job. If your offense is operating under some of the same philosophies and still not succeeding, it's not a coordinator issue. It's a philosophical issue. And I think that starts with the head coach. It starts with the coaches you hire underneath you. So like, this is a very big question for me. Are the Titans willing to change will determine really the amount of faith I have in them as an offensive team moving forward. Like we look ahead to the era of Will Levis, Malik Willis, Traylon Burks, Tajay Spears in Tennessee, whether or not I believe in that group has a lot to do with how their scheme is structured around those players. I think Tim Kelly, I'm not saying he's saved by DeAndre Hopkins, but he does have that going for him because maybe that was a reason why, one of many, of why DeAndre Hopkins, and we'll find out today when 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 Nuke, now, oh, and Sam, we're going to find out finally about this nickname. It's Nuke. <laughs> it's Nuke. But we're going to find out why and where what he likes to go by is do you prefer D-Hop or do you prefer Nuke? I mean, we got, you got to ask him those questions. Yeah. I, I expect an article here in the next week or two once you get the ability to, to ask some questions. And maybe today, I don't know. Um, you kind of want – that's a one-on-one question if you can get them right. Yeah, we'll probably, I'll probably maybe try and wait for uh, one of the practices coming off the field. Once the D hop buzz, you know, ha- has the waters have settled a little bit, people are less uh, swarming him all the time. See if I can't get him for a little bit one on one. It was good strategy last season with Traylon Burks. I got some good one on one time with Traylon after all of the, uh, the big buzz has settled. Uh, Real quick before we move on here, Zach, Apollo 23 says that was coach speak. Of course, he was going to say, no, it wasn't predictable. I do want to remind you, Mike Vrabel said it was too predictable. The head coach and the king of coach speak, Mike Vrabel, said in his postseason press conference that, you know, we need to get more multidimensional. We need to, you know, be less predictable and add some different things to our offense. And that was a big thing that he said he was looking for in the team's next offensive coordinator. You then hire the offensive coordinator who says he didn't think the offense was predictable. So, you know, maybe it was just Tim Kelly trying to say the right thing and do right by Todd Downing, but we're going to see. It's why I think this is a big, important question. Last thing before we get to sports trivia, the kicker. We had a lot of people in the comments and in the chat talk about the kicker. And I do want to get to some. Um, I, I want to get to some super chat chats because W. Cowden says need an update on Kyle Phillips tomorrow. Sam, how much weight did he put on? Did it slow him down? Also, if Nuke will line up on the outside, we'll get all of that stuff. I uh, yeah, I can't promise it's tomorrow, uh, but in the next week. It, this is you know I'm going to try and get Kyle Phillips stuff out uh, as quickly as possible. It's just it's kind of a toss up as the training can just to take you guys inside a little bit. Like we are getting access to these players as they run off the field. And it's happened to me quite a few times that I've been like, I want to make sure I get an update on Kyle Phillips for everybody today. And then something big happens with Traylon Burks and I need to go talk to Traylon Burks. And as I'm talking to Traylon, 
Kyle runs right into the locker room and I miss him for that day. So sometimes it's impossible to get everybody, but within the next week, we'll have an update on everybody that's important and worth asking about and worth knowing about. So you'll get your, uh, you'll Kyle Phillips content during training camp for sure. All right. Ryan w- wants to touch on the kicker. The only correct answer is kicker. We saw it cost the Titans last year has to be addressed. You know, if you think about it, it set the tone of the season, even losing that game. And I know they went on to, to be at seven and three at one point, but they could have been eight and two if they didn't miss the Giants kick, right? When Kyle Phillips and Ryan Tannehill led them down in a, you know, one to two minute scenario. And there's a lot that was involved in that. And that feels like ages ago because it was gate week one of last season. But what do you think about the kicker, Sam, in a, in a quick manner? Well, uh, I mean, you got two guys, right? You've got Caleb Shudak, who Titans fans will remember, kicked against the Bengals at home last year, played one game uh, for this coming in for Randy Bullock when Bullock was hurt. He was with the Titans on the practice squad all year last year, even through an injury, and they seemed to like him a lot. Uh, and then they brought in a UDFA, Trey Wolf, who, uh, you know, has a big, big leg. He's out of Texas Tech, and I think there's a little bit of duality here. Shudak is your 40 to 50 yard reliable guy, while Trey Wolf has your 55 plus range in his leg. The question will be, I think, which one of the two of them makes their strength more consistent or makes their weakness more consistent, right? Can Caleb Shudak prove he can hit from 50 plus? And can Trey Wolf prove that he's more accurate uh, from inside of 50 yards? I liked Wolf more than Shudak in OTAs and minicamp, but now we'll finally get to see them both kicking at the same time, which I think will give us a good baseline of like who's ahead. Uh, And then, you know, chat brings up a few good points here. Robbie Gold is still available. Devin brings up Michael Badgley. That's what Jaron said as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Michael Badgley, Robbie Gold. Like there's some guys that are, on the market. So I think if you're the Titans, there's an opportunity to pivot if you get into training camp and are just not liking what you're seeing from the two youngsters. But right now, those are the two. I like Wolf a little bit more, but it could it's a toss-up at this point. Will the punting situation of last year turn into the kicking situation of this year? That was the storyline last training camp with you know an unbelievable punter. Uh, in Brett Kern, but he got unseated by the right guy. And that was yeah. proven throughout the course of the season. So kudos to the chat. I mean, really, they did a fantastic job today for the show. Can they follow that performance up with helping us with sports trivia? That's the question. Sam, first tell everybody before we get to sports trivia about the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute is the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, and you can schedule an appointment with them at boneandjointtn.org. Whenever you get hurt in life, you have to know who to trust, and you can trust the Bone and Joint Institute. They're located out in Franklin with a state-of-the-art rehab facility to assist in your recovery. Everything under one roof, image, rehab, surgery, imaging, testing, it's all there on the same campus, no driving all over Middle Tennessee for appointments. You can just go out to Franklin and see them for as reliable of care as you could ask for. Schedule an appointment. It's boneandjointtn.org. It is Sports. We're powered by BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. For new users, use that bonus code ATOZ Sports. <laughs> Trivia, which is our end-of-show topic, and all of our end-of-show topics are brought to you by Wilson County Hyundai. Quick trip down I-40, exit 236. That's wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Your perfect make and model is right around the corner. You see that at the bottom of the screen. For the first question, I'm going to leave those beautiful rides up at the bottom of the screen. We're going to go and jet set and see if you can get some jets trivia. The first question. Where did that come from? Jets trivia. Okay, here we go. You, you never know. You never know. Which New York Jets player, number 41, scored the New York Jets' only touchdown in the 1969 Super Bowl? Was it Emerson Boozer? Was it Matt Snell? Was it Johnny Sample? Or was it Paul Ro- Rochester? Rochester. 
He's going to be Rochester. Well, I, I have zero idea. So this is never be heard of any of those guys. I'll, I'll read it again. Which New York Jets player, number 41, scored the New York Jets' only touchdown in the 1969 Super Bowl? Was it Emerson Boozer, Matt Snell, Johnny Sample, or Paul Rochester? Well, the chat came in blazing with Matt Snell. Roy, David, Devin, uh, Pedro, a lot of Matt Snells early on. Uh, and that seems to be the majority. I'm going to stick with my chat here. We're going to lock in B, Matt Snell. Lock it in A to Z. Number 41 for the 1968 New York Jets, Matt Snell. Good job, chat. Good job, guys. Ran four yards off left tackle to score the game's first points. Shout out to Roy and Devin and David came in early with that answer. Good job, guys. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Curly Johnson, he was the punter for the night. This is the last Jets question. Curly Johnson was the punter for the 1968 New York Jets. Which college did Johnson attend? Curly Johnson was the Curly punter. Johnson. Sounds like an Ivy League guy. For the 1968 New York Jets, which college did Johnson attend? Was it Tennessee, Texas Christian, Houston, or Oklahoma State? So it was not an Ivy League school, not an Ivy League guy. Tennessee, Texas Christian, Oklahoma State, or what? What was the other answer? Tennessee, TCU, Houston, or Oklahoma State. I'll be honest, just and I have no clue. Curly just, Johnson did not go to TCU. Is that... I don't know. I just that he does not sound like a Texas Christian Horn Frog. Curly Johnson. That sounds like a it sounds like a, a cowboy to me. Although the chat seems to think it is TCU. So I see. I think Curly Johnson is a Texas name. Curly. But I wish it was Texas, though. He he sounds like a Longhorn. Not well, a, there's Houston involved. Well, let's see. We got Noah's with Houston. Jeff Gator Hater says TCU. Jonathan's Houston. Big Dog and Brad are TCU. Mr. Jones is Houston. Dre Bay's Houston. We're split down the middle. I will say, what year is this? 1968. I'll go with Houston. I, I'm going to stick to my – I don't think this TCU. Houston, lock it in A to Z. Number uh, Number 33 was the punter for the 1968 Jets. He played in the 1950s for the University of Houston yeah. Cougars. There we go. So it was the Texas name. Yeah, the, the Curly Johnson is not a TCU Horned Frog. I don't, yeah, no way. Uh, nice. There we go. All right, 2-0. Rocking and rolling. Now to baseball, to the diamond. Here we go. Okay. Which wow. of these 600 home run club members was born in the same city and has the same birthday of November 21 as great Hall of Famer Stan Musial? Wow. This is born in the same city as Stan Musial and has, and has the same birthday, birthday as Stan Musial, November 21st. And has hit 600 home runs. Is it King Griffey Jr., Hank Aaron, Alex Rodriguez, or Babe Ruth? I don't think it's Babe. Um, Griffey is from Cincinnati. It's not, it's not Rodriguez. He was born in Puerto Rico or Miami or something like that, but Stan Musial is not from down there. Griffey, Cincinnati. I don't hate that. Hank Aaron. Where's Hank Aaron born? Um, I don't know. I think I, it's down to King Griffey Jr. or Hank Aaron. I like Griffey because Musial's somewhere Midwestern like that. So I will go Ken Griffey Jr. final A to Z. Is the chat in agreement? Yeah, I think we got a majority. We got a couple A-rods in here, but I think it's majority Griffey here. All right. You've locked in Griffey. Is that correct? Yes. Ironically... They were both born in Denora, Pennsylvania. So, Ooh. yeah, right. But it is Ken Griffey Jr. 
Okay. Usual, nineteen twenty, November twenty first. Griffey, nineteen sixty nine. I I feel like I remember November twenty first. I feel like I remember something weird about Griffey's birthday being close to when he got like elected to the Hall of Fame too, which checks out with the November dates. So. I mean, three and zero, oh, we'll take it. I yeah. did not know Griffey was born in Pennsylvania. Hey. Yeah, Matt's right. We failed correctly, but we we were correct. It was process of elimination. I mean, we were able to knock out two of the answers pretty easily there. So, which of these members of the six hundred home run club never hit fifty home runs in a season during their career? Albert Pujols, Sammy Sosa, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, or Babe Ruth? Well, oh, Babe Ruth is out. Uh, I believe this is Sammy is out. Yeah, this is uh, I Hank or Willie. I don't think Hank Aaron did it. I think he was a 40, a lot of years guy. Um, well, we're narrowed down to Willie Mays and Hank Aaron. Yeah, it could have been either one, to be honest. I don't know a ton about either one of their stats. My gut said Hank. Let's see what the chat says. Roy says Hank. Uh, we got Mays from Den, we got Aaron from David, Mays from David. Hank from Roy again, uh, Willie from Stephen King, Hank from Ed, Mays would be my guess, says Noah, Willie says Brian, Hank says David, Stacy says Hank. It's pretty split. I'm going to stick to my gut here. I think it's Hank Aaron. You want to lock that in? I'm going to lock that in. Hank Aaron, final A to Z. The highest number of home runs hit by this player was 47 in 1971. Eight times in his career, he hit 40-plus home runs in a season and retired with 755 career home runs. Hank Aaron. I knew it wouldn't said the year, so uh, I'll take that's a that's a big one. I I'm proud of myself for that one. I thought that was uh, yeah. There's a couple weird guys like that that are like all time home run champions and never hit fifty. They just hit forty five like every single year for a decade. So four and zero. Oh, can we go five and zero? Oh? We've got to shoot for the stars. Literally, how far is Earth from the center of the Milky Way galaxy? Is it 500,000 light years? Is it 50,000 light years? Is it 25,000 light years? Or is it 250,000 light years? So can you say them from smallest to largest here? Yes. How far is the Earth from the center of the Milky Way galaxy? Is it 25,000 light years? Is it 50,000 light years? Is it 250 thousand light years or is it five hundred thousand light years i mean i have no idea uh i'm more inclined to go bigger like farther because yeah, just, like space is one of those things that'll just blow your mind a little bit um let's see what the chat thinks here we've got uh ed says 50 steven says 50 eric says 250 gator haters on 50 roy's on 500 David's on 250, Matt's on 250, Trilogy Taylor's on 500, 250,000 says Billy Jones. I think I, I'm a split between the top two, 250 or 500. I think it's then I think we got to go 250 because that was the majority. All right, I'm willing to go 250. I just think it has to be bigger. Like, I, I think it'll blow your mind a little bit. So, 250,000 final A to Z. Oh, man. Earth is located about 25,000 light years from the galactic center. All right. So I was as wrong as wrong could be. It was a small, it was the smallest one on the board. It was the smallest one. I bad though. Huh? No, four out of five. I'll take that effort. Dude, chat did a very nice job today. I'm proud of myself. Stuck to my gut a few times and came through with the right answer. I just don't don't know anything about space. So, you know, that'll get you sometimes. Mm. Well, that that's is what it is. Uh 
four and one we'll take that that is respectable we did well on the sports and you know the space tripped us up um big week sam big big week and that starts uh today uh, as training camp begins for the titans you've got variable availability today at 11 30 deandre hopkins availability at noon tomorrow at 8 50 you've got Rand Carthon, the general manager of the Titans, and the assistant uh, assistants right there, as you can see. And practice begins at 9.30, and training camp officially gets underway. Like the show before you go. Like all of our social media handles, because that is the best place to reach us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you have not already. Like the show before you go. That's also easy to do. You can listen to the audio versions on iTunes and Spotify. Follow us on TikTok. TikTok is one of those special places where you're going to be able to see some really good content. So follow us there. We've got exclusive content on YouTube. Our social team is going to be going wild on threads and on X slash Twitter, whatever the hell you want to call it. We'll be back bright and early at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. Adios.